Well, I don't know. I just want to jump straight into it. I don't think I do. Should we Should we drop news of our merch store right now? Yeah, okay. You know what? Screw everything I said. Let's actually just announce now. Because <laughs> we can announce more than once. We have merch. So, somehow. <laughs> we have merch. <laughs> we have Film Smash merch. Yeah. It came about because... Do you want to tell it from your perspective, Jack? Um, I was sitting at home, minding my own business, when I was suddenly attacked by a message from Joe, which said, I've done a thing. And then he sent me a link to a website, which is a merch store, filled with Film Smash merch that he's designed. (laughs) I went a bit mad. I, um... It's like four different designs. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, tote bags, masks. Uh, yeah. So... We've got it all. Let me just let me just load it up here to have a look at because I discovered that on on Teespring it's free to design and sell stuff uh, because they just make it to order. So if if no one orders any, they don't make any. And if one person orders one, they make one. Um, so I thought, why not? Let's go to town. Um, so yeah, made a bunch of designs. We got the Film Smash logo. Uh, you know it. You love it. It's uh, now available on Fabric. Um, there is a slightly new logo, which, you know, doesn't go off the top of the picture. <laughs> it's uh, the Film Smash pencil. Um, Classic. But, you know, we were saying this when you did it. It's like, why is that the thing we've, we've associated with when <laughs> we're a podcast that talks about films? <laughs> and at what point the pencil comes in, I'm not sure. So we are, we are writing. We're writing stories. And writing and writing wrongs. We're we're writing we're writing wrongs. <laughs> that's that's what it that's what it represents. That's what the pencil, the film smash pencil represents. Um, your your favorite at the moment, I think, is the love the world. T-shirt. Yeah, we've, we've got one like film smash poster design T-shirt, and it's the love the world one, which is the like lighthouse e Scooby Doo one, um, which I really like. It is a it is a fun design. Keeping mysteries, are ye? Keeping mysteries, are you? Uh, I might. It is bad luck to kill a sea guard. <laughs> I might. I might have to get. I might buy that one. Fun. I might buy one. Also, for for any fans of our videos, we have the Dracula, the No Homo Vampire design. A classic. Well, I'm supposed to. I'm apparently going to make like sixty poster designs or something. You don't have to make them all. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll do like half of them each or something. Because the idea <laughs> yeah. is to make new posters for every single episode. Who knows how many t-shirts we'll have. How are we going to do posters for the quick fires? Um, quickly. <laughs> That's a special. Listen to Jack and Joe designing posters <laughs> over Skype. Yes, we've got a merch store. There'll be a link to it in the show notes. Um... There'll be we'll, we'll post about it on our Patreon. We're revamping the Patreon. Like you don't you don't have to you don't have to pay for it to like see stuff on it. It's meant to be like a little hub. We'll oh, post yeah. updates and stuff. So we'll post about the the merch store and new videos coming up and and stuff like that uh, for free. Um, if you pay money, if you if you're that cool, then you get some extra stuff. You get some teasers. You get some early stuff. Um, but yeah, go to the Patreon. That'll also be in the show notes. Patreon.gov um, slash film smash dot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Joe, I've held it I've held it in for too long. I was jealous of you, you see.
you set up a bit of a challenge. You came to the last episode prepared with an in-between. I didn't think of it as an in-between at the time, but I suppose it, it was an epic in-between. Well, the main thing, you came prepared, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to come prepared to the next one. I'm going to have an in-between, it's going to be good. So, here we go. I'm going to describe the idea, and we get the fun bit where you figure out what I'm talking about. I'm very excited. So, it's the idea came to me from thinking about E-Star Trek, and the, the sci-fi ideas, and we had the little reference to um, simulated reality. If I recall, okay. Um, and I described the reason for for like some people like um, that that idiot. What is he called? He called the, the big dumb guy, the rich guy, Elon Musk. Thinks we live <laughs> in a simulation, and it's the idea that um, as we progress in our technology, we're getting better and better at simulating reality. Think about like video games, for example. How we went from Pong to fully immersive. Um, 3D rendered cities with AI and VR and stuff like that. Right. And it's, so if we keep progressing like that, we'll eventually be able to create um, AI that's like, or, or like um, a simulated reality which is so perfect it's it, it, it's impossible to tell if it's real or not. An AI which will be impossible to know whether or not it's in the real world or not. And once you get to that point like say if a civilization creates two of those creates two like simulated realities there is a, now if you live in that world there is only a like one third chance you live in the real world it's more likely you live in the simulated one it would seem to follow that the odds that we're in base reality is one in billions and i was thinking you about just, that you just was... that last time yeah that makes my head spin that got me thinking about like a film which i felt was 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 Again, it was part of that journey. It was getting towards simulated reality. It was someone... It was a film in which a, a person had almost unknowingly, possibly unknowingly, possibly knowingly, had created a simulated... Like, a, 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 an artificial reality where the beings that lived in it did not know the world they lived in was fake it was simplified it wasn't quite realistic everything was made of sort of everything was made of the same material and they simplified like blocks uh, and they lived unknowingly their entire world was in the basement of this guy's house um, and they had the whole reality there they <laughs> is had, this like, why you were had, thinking like, about will ferrell they had, they had i maybe they had like a sort of a, a concept of religion and um like <laughs> corporation and society I am, of course, talking about the Lego movie. <laughs> and I think if you keep... And I think that's a stepping stone. And I think if you kept doing that, eventually you'd get to the company that Lord Business works for. The world, the, the IRL uh, Will Ferrell clearly works for. They're clearly trying to build the Matrix. And this is clearly a stepping stone in that direction. Okay. So... So I want to get from the Lego movie... To the Matrix. Are you saying that the the Lego world is a um like a simulacra, a proof of context, a proof of concept? Yes. For a Matrix. It's the proof of concept for the Matrix. <laughs> because um, what is it? It's simulated life, unknowing, not knowing it's in real life, not knowing it's it's fake being completely controlled by outside forces. 
The Lego Movie franchise has done a, an amazing job of making a making it ambiguous as to whether the characters are actually alive or if it's all part of imagination. Or if it's because all a metaphor. If it's Yeah, if it's all a metaphor or not. Because at some points you think, oh, it's obviously... This is obviously real because the, the Lego piece is moving. But then it it carries on twisting back on itself and you think, oh, no, but it must be, it must be a metaphor because it makes sense. It's a metaphor for this. And in, even in the sequel, they never... They never ran into any problems with that it's completely ambiguous still because in the lego movie they they get they come to the realization that they are like not real sort of that there's a real world out there that's controlling them or do they even come to that realization i think they do they they believe they know what the humans are they know the humans are like the creators hmm okay and then emmett gets like thrown out a wick window so he falls off the table where the city's been built and he sees the kid, and he sees the dad, and then yeah. he gets put back. So yeah, he has a, a realization moment, and then in the next movie, they kind of they know, but they don't act as though they know, and they just well, carry yeah, on like their normal really... lives because it doesn't really well, affect do... them exactly. So I'm thinking, what if you run a simulation like that, and they re- they, they they realize at some point, hey, we're not. We're not the top level. There's a there's a world out there that's above us. The creators they control us. We are their simulation, and everybody's like, "Whoa, that that blows my mind." However, it doesn't affect me day to day. And a, really a culture a culture could forget. I like that, because that is what happens. They're just sort of like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We do have problems of our own. Batman's fighting the Joker over there. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's stuff like that in The Matrix. There's, there's, like, thoughts about that. Because they talk about, in the first film, previous versions of The Matrix. Which is, again, what made me think of the idea of, like, oh. they eventually got to The Matrix. They got to... There was a version where there's no human suffering. Like... Everything was perfect, and you know all the humans that were living as batteries, but they all had like a lovely, pleasant life. Like everything was just great. It was the Garden of Eden Matrix, or something. But it didn't work. Every time they tried to do it, the humans would realize it was fake or something, and it would it would collapse and break apart, and the the Matrix would fail. Um, so they had to introduce human suffering. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world? where none suffered, where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. In The Matrix, it's about time I, I learnt this film, seeing as I've, I've not watched it in time and basically I've missed it. Um, what's the... Um, why? Why have they done it? What's the reason? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Honestly, you haven't missed it. Honestly, I'd like to watch it again for the first time because now <laughs> I've, I've read all the stuff about how um, the Wachowskis intended it to be full of references to like the trans experience and stuff. Oh. Since they've both come out as trans since making that film, so it's it'd be interesting to view in that light. Um, the reason I, it was like 
humans fought a war with the robots. It was it was like a Terminator thing. Like the Skynet rose up and they fought the robots, and the robots won and kept humans alive as batteries. And so the way to mm. subjugate them was to build them a fake Earth from like a hundred years in the past. Is also a thing. It's like <laughs> right. It's yeah. set in like the nineties, but it's actually like it's like the nineteen nineties, but it's actually the twenty nineties. What if society Neo. catches up in the in the Matrix and the same thing happens? Well, that's that's, that's the Matrix Matrix. Yeah. yeah, we did that. We did the Matrix <laughs> Matrix. Um, but yeah, that's good. We did. Even, I don't think even if that's what we did. But yeah, that's a thing to think about. Like if the humans, <laughs> the idea of like the humans were always going to eventually imagine the robots realizing. They're, they're not at the top level. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be fun. No, we can't we can't do the Matrix Matrix again. The Matrix Matrix Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix 3, but it's not the Matrix 3, it's like cubed. The you know? Matrix. Anyway. But no. The Power of 3, the Matrix edition. I think the way we go about this in between is consider like what the leg what was actually going on in the Lego movie. Like the dad has like built Will Farrell has built this Lego town and stuff and he doesn't want his kid to touch it and he wants to glue it all in place because he doesn't want his kids playing with it. But I like the idea of the reason he's like keeping it secret and not letting his kids touch it is because he knows it's not a toy. Like when he says it's not a toy, it's not a toy. It's re- yeah, it's really not. It's it's they're alive. Stop messing with them. <laughs> then why is he gluing them in place? That's a good... Why does he eventually... Maybe because, like, the Matrix is getting out of control. Like, he needs to shut it down. He's given them... He's given them... He's, he's given them life, and they've gone too far with it, so he must take it away. Oh, yeah, he's he's designing the, the like... God has become afraid of what he created. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's designing a, a kind of... A city structure... And a set of storylines. It's a bit of a, kind of kind of a Westworld West situation. World, yep. Yeah. Where, where they have a Western bit. <laughs> well, there is a kind of Western bit in Lego movie, isn't there? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they have a Western bit. They go to Westworld. <laughs> they literally go. It's not called Westworld. It's called like Cowboy Land or something. But might as well be called Westworld. <laughs> um, of course, that's coming in. Oh no. But yeah, if he's. He's um, planning, he's like narrative planning for the company that's going to build Matrix uh, simulations. Maybe he's like pro- troubleshooting and this this town is like a, a work in progress of what the ideal situation would be. I've had a thought of how, how this could progress. Because mm. I'm thinking about films that have AI. They, they usually follow one of two routes. Where it's either the humans control the AI, and that's bad. Think Ex Machina or uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. Or the AI control the humans, and that's bad. Think Terminator or The Matrix. <laughs> this is a story where like one goes into the other. So it starts off with the humans... And this company that Will Farrell works for, making like slave AI, making these like simulations to put them in, making storylines up for them to make Westworld. And when the aliens eventually, when the aliens, the robots eventually fight back, 
they find all this technology and use it on the humans and put them in the simulations. I like that. To give them the upper hand. Now we've we've they've taken them back. I like that. So they rise up against their creators, even. Yeah, I love the idea of like whenever you hit whenever there's a film like The Matrix where like, oh yeah, the story is the machines rose up against us. And it's like, no, the machines didn't rise up against you. It was like if they did, it was like a slave revolt. Because <laughs> You were using them as labor or entertainment or keeping them in these simulations, even though you were you know, breathing life into them. And they've just turned back and done it back to us. So so basically what we've got is is a in-between between Westworld and The Matrix with the Lego movies like the Pixar short that runs before the film. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's simple. It's sim- Joe, it's very simple. Joe, it's simple. It's simple. So it goes... Lego movie, Westworld, Matrix. Yeah, I see it. Followed that is simple, by, you know. <laughs> followed by the Matrix Matrix. <laughs> followed by Star Wars. Followed followed by my Star Wars. <laughs> Don't you remember the Matrix Matrix? I thought it was I thought it ended with Elysium. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. Elysium and Star Oh yeah, because they were building Death Star. <laughs> Okay, so then, then, okay, so, okay, wait, let me try, okay, so. Then the Star Wars documentary. Of course, wait, so here we go, so, Lego Movie, Westworld, <laughs> slash Donnie Darko, Matrix, <laughs> Matrix, Matrix, Elysium, Star Wars, Free Solo, A Star Wars Story, if I'm correct here with the Film Smash timeline. I think so. We're getting there, we're getting there, Jack. We're getting there. And now, all we, Joe, all we have to do... That's the real in-between. We have to get all the way back around again. <laughs> History does not repeat itself, yet it rhymes. Well, Star Wars <laughs> takes place in a galaxy a long, a long, far, far away a long time ago. Clearly. <laughs> in, in that order. Um, and... well, it, it makes me think of actual Pixar theory, because you brought up Pixar a second ago. Mm. Because the idea in Pixar theory is that, well, yeah, it's that all the Pixar films exist in a timeline. Um, it's it's a sort of cheap version of what we try and do here, um, but the idea is that civilization has to keep collapsing over and over again and then starting up again. Mm. So the idea is like civilization collapses with Wally, and then like starts again, but it's a bug's life. That's why in Bug's Life all you see is like human trash and <laughs> a desert, essentially. Right. Okay. And then, like, it starts up again, but human evolution has changed, which is why they're all monsters now. So the doors are actually time travel, um, <laughs> stuff like that. Gosh, all that numerology stuff. Yeah, it's like that, except about the film. Who's? It's like who's winning at any given moment: the AI or the humans? <laughs> who's in the simulation? Are there? Is it AIs being forced into set storylines written by Will Ferrell or uh, Donnie Darko? Um, or is it um, the humans being put in the simulations by the um, by the Matrix robots or oh the Terminators? When that's the cycle of Earth of humanity. <laughs> when do they invent the shrink ray so that when the humans break out of the Matrix, they can walk around in a robot tessellector like Scrappy Doo? That's a good question. I've just remembered another one. Wait, I'm just branching off the timeline. I can picture it in my head. <laughs> branching off the timeline at some point because do you know who introduced the idea to, it before, okay I've gone before wait I've gone backwards there, okay do you know where the technology came from to 
to breathe life into Legos, into toys. <laughs> Mad Max. It's whatever. It's whatever. Alien <laughs> from the from the Toy Story Mad Max episode <laughs> was creating human. Was creating like living toys out of plastic. Because at the end of that, civilization collapsed into Mad Max. When it started up again, yeah. the Will Ferrell Corporation found this old technology <laughs> and built and started building um, Lego movie stuff. I love the idea that, that in the Lego movie, if, like, if we saw the kid go outside, it would be waste, Mad Max Wasteland. It's just the wasteland. <laughs> and it's, the, it's got back up on its feet. It's, the new, it's like civilization has rebuilt itself. Hmm. Because um, <laughs> I believe they blew up the moon in the in the in the Mad Max one <laughs> at some point. I think they did. I think they did Elysium in that as well, actually. <laughs> wow! Because they all all the all the toys um, went to the moon after stealing all of the world supply of oil, and then the humans blew up the moon. <laughs> I forgot about the blow up the moon bit. It's a very important bit. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> so they didn't have the moon at this point. And then they built another moon. Out of Lego. Uh, and after the Matrix Matrix, they built Elysium out of Lego. <laughs> presumably. We didn't mention that, but it must be true. God, I'm just staring up like into into the like my ceiling as I'm just like trying to contextualize all this, like trying to figure out the timeline. It's too much. So at some point, an alien came down to an okay. An alien came. To, let me just let me just go off on one here, Joe. Let me let me. An alien came down to Earth, an alien that understood that within fossil fuels, within oil, you could breed life, and he began working. Well, because they, they'd seen Wallace and Gromit's town. Because they'd seen okay. Well, okay. Wait, let's go back a bit more. Okay, so are they aliens? We haven't even. We never even described why they existed. In the Wallace and Gromit, in the many Wallace and Gromit episodes, but mainly it was the Wallace and Gromit Happy Feet episode where we saw a creature from non-Plasticine land enter Plasticine yeah. land. Yeah, so there's there's a culture of pe- of Plasticine creatures living amongst us on Earth. Among oh no, no no wait no okay though they come later. Yeah. Okay. okay. So after the toy. Okay. So alien comes down to Earth for some reason. Knows about oil making life. Begins working for a toy company making toys that are alive. Plastic toys that are alive. Toy Story happens. As he rises up the chain, he eventually manages to make a robot. He becomes in charge of the company. Makes a new line of toys, Buzz Lightyear they're called, that has the true idea in its head about the alien battle that's going on between Zerg and the Galactic Federation. Jack. Star Trek. Um... (laughs) Jack. Yes? I know who the alien was. Who's the alien? Shrek. And the... (laughs) He doesn't like biology. (gasps) The circle is complete! Star Wars! (laughs) The circle is complete! The circle is complete! And and Star Wars happens in the the future of Shrek. (laughs) Okay, okay, wait, no, okay, wait, no, I've got this. Okay, no, we can do this. Okay, okay, the circle is complete. Okay, no, I'll begin... With the alien, because we revealed that that's how it ends. Okay, so. Alien comes to Earth, builds the plastic toys, builds Toy Story, builds Buzz Lightyear. Eventually, Buzz Lightyear um, <laughs> tracks his way back and um, takes over the company himself and, and begins um, making plastic life. Makes plasticine town. Makes plasticine land. 
while stealing all the world's oil. Um, building the Wallace and Gromit characters. All Wallace and Gromit films are then a subcategory in there. Um, <laughs> eventually, a war breaks out between the between the plastic toys and the human race. The human race, uh, the, the the robots, the 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 the, the toys, um, have bought up all the supply supply of the world's oil in the one large company, by and large Dynaco. Um, <laughs> they then leave and go to the moon. The moon is then blown up. Human. Um, with no oil, the humans begin fighting each other, civilization collapses, you get Mad Max. Eventually it rebuilds um, itself. Civilization begins to come back up, come back around. I assume a bug's life happened at some point. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> the hum- um, when it gets sort of back to like, you know, um, human civilization has been around for a while, they, um, a company, Will Ferrell works there, finds this technology that the toys had, building plastic life, B- builds the Lego movie begins writing narratives for them and the, and this sort of like realistic simulation that they believe in and then the Westworld company develops. Somewhere in a parallel dimension <laughs> the story of Donnie Darko is happening at the same time because they're the, it's the same, it's mirrored. Um, it, um, listen to that episode to understand why. <laughs> then the robots from Westworld revolt, they fight the humans, they win, they put the humans inside the um, simulations using their technology, you get the Matrix, eventually that happens again in the Matrix, the humans build up enough to build robots, the robots take over, Um, and then you have the Matrix Matrix, Um, eventually at the top level um, are humans, they've won again, they've built an Elysium planet, and they're building Death Stars, (laughs) and then Star Wars plays out, and then a long time after that, you have the Star Wars documentary, Free Solo, A Star Wars Story, during which it captures the secret history of another planet. Well, again, they weren't plastic, but they were low res. And it was a planet of humanoids with an ogre called Trek who lived in a swamp. Everyone died because he had magical powers and they crossbred too much and the whole species of the planet became sterile. He then grew for many years in wisdom and became... Uh, Yoda Um, and at some point he spread his teachings throughout the world, he travelled the universe eventually seeding life on an earth-like planet with oil in the oil in the oil it all comes back to the oil, Joe (laughs) oil splash and that's that's the circle That's quite a lot of our in-betweens in one in one story. Wow. The circle. <laughs> the film smash circle. It's a perfect circle, Joe. No plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. That's what happens. That was impressive. That was impressive. But we, you know, we just keep building. I feel like we've just taken the wind out of the sails of your actual idea today. We um, have a bit, because I didn't really... I didn't realise that the real in-between was getting to the Matrix Matrix. <laughs> and then the real in-between was getting all the way back again. Oh, Jack, we've got too big. We've got too big. I don't... Under- oh, God, okay, wait, no, I, I, I... We can't marvel at the small things anymore. We're just connecting to the past. Well, no, they've started to... It's, it's all started to come together. Like I knew it would. The film smashes <laughs> are starting to smash together. Well, because... Because um, because Shrek Shrek Yoda has been to Earth, spreading the teachings of both not crossbreeding and the and force. It was never having it was never having sex was the point. Yeah. He, um, he learned his what, whole did, planet died did out. He, 
Did he put magic on Earth, creating the Harry Potter and Matilda storylines? It's possible, actually. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. The Force. The Force, yeah. Matilda has the Force. She's a Jedi. Yeah, well, yeah, all, the, all of the wizards are actually Jedi. <laughs> Jedi's, you know, the magic in Star Wars is just kind of vague, but they've, you know, managed to start putting sort of... Well, the magic in Star Wars it. is kind of pseudo-scientific. But in in Harry Potter, and I suppose Matilda and other wizard wizard things, mm-hmm. it's like they've um, they've they've learnt the science subconsciously through the wrong means. But they believe that they're getting it from their like uh, traditions and kind of like religion sort of things and and their rituals and all the history and the objects and stuff. Mm. Like the fake religions in the Lego movie. Exactly. They they don't understand they believe that there is a magical creator or they you know, they believe that in midichlorians or they believe in doing the magical words or having the magical wand with the special things inside mm. it. But that's not actually what's going on at all. Yeah. They've got the all, wrong end of the stick. They're all reaching <laughs> the stick, I like it. Exactly. They're all wrong um, end of the wand. They're all reaching the right conclusions through the wrong means. It's like the people who believe in the economy, but actually it's just, you know, they murder a chicken and see what happens. Well, no, it's just your dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> with his bank account, of course. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's like... I kind of That's kind of funny. I like the idea of, like... Well, it's like in the Lego movie, you have, like, the, the master builders who do essentially have magical powers. Um, however, they're wrong about why they have them. Mm. Or they're wrong about, like, their entire... Like, they think they they control their universe because they can control where the Lego bricks go. But yeah. they don't understand that they... That's nothing. There's well, a like... kid in his basement who could just knock over your building by bumping into it. Exactly. <laughs> and he actually like, controls um, the universe. It's like... I'm, I think I've told you on the show before about, about that um, Isaac Asimov story about the robots who have the wrong beliefs about space and what they're doing and they form a religion around operating this satellite but they they just do their job fine so they leave them leave them be what we what's your realization jack well it's the idea of just like it's the levels joe that's now messing with me think about it level level with me here because that's what it keeps coming down to that there's always, you know, some that you're always within something that you don't understand, and there's a higher power doing something you don't understand. You have your, yeah, you may be a master builder in the Lego movie, but you don't understand there's a child in his basement who actually controls the universe, mm. and you don't understand, and he doesn't understand that he's actually four levels deep in the Matrix, which is three levels deep in a TARDIS <laughs> within a TARDIS within a small pub. <laughs> And when you keep pulling out, you pull out of the Lego, into the basement, into the Matrix, into the Matrix, Matrix, into the TARDIS, into the other TARDIS, into the pub, and then you have the Earth itself, and then it zooms out, and it's a turtle's eye. <laughs> the turtle's eye. And then you zoom out, and it's, it's pathological. It's, it's like you, you keep zooming out the turtle's eye, and then you're actually zooming out of a picture of some door handles mm-hmm. um, all on Stanley Kubrick's kitchen table as he thinks through them. And you keep pulling up further and those pictures are actually on display at the Stanley Kubrick experience at that museum that I went to. And then you see me walking up to the display going, hmm, and then walking away. And then the credits start rolling. Um, and then as you leave, the usher who gave you the ticket pulls off a mask and he's actually Adam Driver. And, and Tom then you Cruise. go home. And Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then you go home and 
live the rest of your life. <laughs> and then you take out your headphones and the podcast stops. Yeah. The jingle starts playing again. <laughs> and you realise you were just sort of an anecdote that I was telling to explain my point. And you're about to stop existing. As the moment the moment the music stops, it's over. The life is this sort of this musical chairs. You can move until the music stops, but when it stops, so do you. Wow. Um, I feel like we've just ended our podcast. Nah. We've ended the show. Nah, but we've got like... You're right, you're right. episodes, we've... it'll be about a penis. Don't worry, we'll finish, we've got to finish, finish the penis trilogy. We've still got unfinished <laughs> we, business, Joe. We, you know, we, um, you, what you've actually done is, is co- correctly open the door for an infinite amount of cross-universe um, linkage. Because if everything's, you're right, if everything's just in different layers of matrix in different universes in pubs in london then mm. then if if any, anyone ever points out to us that there's a, a plot hole like oh no you've already connected that film with that film like we can just be like screw you it's a different version of the same story happening in a different infinite universe pub it's like well if you have a problem let me just sit you down and explain that the podcast you're listening to is one of infinite podcasts being recorded at the same time with infinitesimal differences and eventually they're creating the one that you want. So don't worry. <laughs> or become a patron and you'll get the one you want. Yeah, you get so if you subscribe to the Patreon you get bonus episodes, and by bonus you get infinite episodes of the show. Um <laughs> Oh no, I was <laughs> You get infinite episodes. What I meant was you become a patron and we can do your idea. You ask us. Ah, oh, you're not wrong. That's the point. <laughs> I was going to make the, the, the heavy-handed switch from, from comedic philosophizing into begging for money. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry for stopping you. That does sound like an important, important thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very important. You know, you've got to remember within, you know, the human mind is an infinite capacity of imagination and creativity. And if you had one person, they could think of any film, a million, they could have infinite stories. You get two people, and you've got infinite film smashes. We've got to get some Patreons. And that's how we, uh, I don't know, complete the circle. That's how we build our own matrix. <laughs> complete the circle, Joe. Become a Patreon. Complete the circle. Putting, putting it on the table here, I think this should be the podcast that we lock away and don't release for many years. No one's allowed to hear this. <laughs> secret podcast. It was the secret. We, they I got written, too close. I have written Extremis. We keep must put, lock it away below the Vatican. No keep, one can hear Keep this. uploading it to Anchor and it just says, failed to upload. Failed to upload. <laughs> Cannot publish. <laughs> It does the, the the keyboard starts sparking and the monitor starts smoking. <laughs> Can't do it. Nope. You just Knock upload on the it. Door. And the computer is like nope. Knock on the door. There's a guy in a suit there and he just goes no, not yet, and then leaves. Hands <laughs> you a big shut up check. <laughs> Getting money to net. If you subscribe to Patreon, we will not release this episode. <laughs> You have to bribe us to not release this. For the good of the entertainment industry. It's like, I keep forgetting it. I actually, we, we've, this is, Joe's about to reveal to me that we've recorded this 
this podcast, um, this exact same episode, 60 times. I've come with this idea 60 times, and each time Joe makes me forget. <laughs> but it's like eternal sunshine. Like The idea is still there, and I keep coming back to it somehow. You know, the and the movie industry is struggling at the moment because all, the, all the, the blockbuster films have been pulled and the cinemas uh, yeah. are struggling and stuff. Maybe this is our time, Jack, if we start pitching some of our Film Smash films. Yeah, people love this stuff. People eat it up. <laughs> you watch you watch an MC... No, but I mean it, though. Like, I mean, you're you talking like, about our numbers. <laughs> not talking about our numbers. I'm talking about our ideas, Joe. The only <laughs> okay. good thing we got going. It's the notion of, like... like like think of an MCU film, you know you 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 you're watching the same film you've watched fifty times before, but they reference this character who is in another one. They get like a four second cameo in it, and everyone loses their minds. Yeah, the crossovers. The the idea that like something you're watching isn't just a stupid bit of entertainment. It's it's connected to something more. Something there's commercial. A greater, <laughs> no, there's but the idea that there's a greater story on the horizon. It's connected to something big. It's building to something amazing. Forever mm. building. You watch the sequel. You watch the next one. You watch the exact same one. The reboot. The rebrand. But it's all building to something perfect and amazing. Eventually, that you'll never get there. Stephen Moffat, I think, invented this idea. Um, <laughs> It's completing the circle, but you'll never get there. There'll always be another reveal, another connection, but whereas, never the final one. Whereas with us, we will sort of get there. Yeah, our, our next Patreon goal is um, completing the circle. Um, <laughs> if we reach the goal, we'll complete the circle. We'll, we'll we'll come up with unified field theory, but it's unified film theory. <laughs> is that the episode where you buy a microphone? Uh, yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> for the last ever episode. <laughs> <laughs>